you walked onto a construction job site just a decade ago, nothing was really connected to the internet. Right? So from a tech standpoint, you know, maybe you had some earlier stage, uh, what we'll call BIM, building information modeling software, and that was you know, largely being used by general contractors or engineers, but, but not much else. That was pretty much it from a tech standpoint. to be kicking off another episode of the InsureTech Leadership Podcast here. My guest today is Stephen Bompane. He is the co-founder and chief insurance officer at Shepard. Welcome, Stephen. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So construction space isn't necessarily one I know terribly well. So maybe you could tell us a bit about Shepard and kind of how the business came to be and also, you know, how you came to join as a co-founder. Yeah, um, certainly. And, you know, again, uh, appreciate you having me on, Josh. And, you know, just by way of brief background, I, I began my career uh, a little over 18 years ago, uh, back in 2003, working for a, a small company called AIG. Uh, and I started out in their underwriting training program uh, and was dedicated to the construction casualty business. So I started underwriting instruction just, you know, right out of school, uh, you know, 18 years ago. And I was there for about four years uh, and actually had a two-year succumbent that was set up through AIG um, in, in 2007. And I I was working with the uh, the British government, uh, and I won't bore you or, or our listeners here with the details around that experience, but I was supposed to return to AIG in 2009, but as you can imagine, you know, in between those two years, 2007 and 2009, a, a lot changed from a global economic landscape, and AIG was at the forefront uh, of a lot of those changes and, and challenges, I would say. So I opted to take an opportunity over at was uh, Ace at the time to head up the New York region for, for primary construction, and uh how uh, Shepard uh, came about and, and what Shepard is, is a, is a tech-enabled MGU for the commercial construction space and was really born out of this evolution of what we're seeing in terms of uh, new and emerging technologies uh, in the construction industry. And you know, it could be project management platforms and productivity tools, uh, such as what you'll find in a Procore or a uh, planned grid Autodesk. Um, it could the on-site technologies that are growing more in popularity and adoption, such as uh, wearables and, and IoT sensors or uh, artificial intelligence. And, and the byproduct of all these tools and technologies is data. And it's new data sources around safety, uh, around quality and productivity. Uh, there are real-time operational metrics that are being captured and uh, real-time measures of environmental conditions that are helping to mitigate losses by you know, either recognizing exposures to conditions such as water intrusion or, or mold. And, you know, the big thing for us is that, you know, these are data sources that, you know, have, um, haven't really existed, you know, at this level historically, uh, nor at the scale and accessibility like it is today. And, you know, as a result, uh, these data sources haven't really been leveraged by insurance underwriters uh, in a meaningful way. So, we founded Shepard to effectively bridge this gap between uh, contractors who are, you know, investing in these tools and how these contractors uh, procure insurance. And our plan is to start with an excess casualty offering uh, for the middle market sector. And uh, we're on track to writing our first policies in the first quarter of next year. Uh, and then we'll build out a primary casualty offering, uh, starting with uh, general liability and then commercial auto uh, for later in 2022. Uh, followed by workers' comp, which we are targeting for a 2023 uh, launch. Maybe you could elaborate a bit on how you're getting access to this new data that's out there. How does that work? We do have some uh, initial strategic partnerships that we put in place. We're really trying to innovate uh, in this 
market in, in very two, uh, in two very specific ways, I'll say. Um, and the first way is around speed uh, and a digital experience for brokers and contractors. And you know, this is sort of table stakes for, for InsureTech, Josh. But the second way we're innovating is around uh, the underwriting itself. And that's where we feel that these partnerships in the tech space and platform space are going to have an impact. When it comes to these partnerships, and, and this really kind of goes into the second thing uh, in terms of what we're doing around the innovation, and that's the innovation around underwriting, and more specifically by pulling in these new data sources, you know, our, our guidelines are built around a foundational underwriting framework. You know, what do we know about this industry today and how it performs across certain classes and jurisdictions and how do we create our own pricing benchmarks on traditional underwriting methodologies? And then we start layering on these new sources of underwriting data, which is going to allow us to do some uniquely creative things around risk evaluation, as well as in providing just valuable benchmarking data to the industry. So to get into a little bit of what that means, um, you know, Shepard has, as I mentioned, direct you know, integration partnerships with a few of the platform and construction tech companies already. I think a big goal for us as we go out to market is uh, continuing to grow those partnerships so that we can start studying the impact of utilizing and engaging with these tools, the data that's coming from them, measuring operational efficiency metrics and how well or not well correlated uh, these metrics are to historical loss performance. So it's interesting. So you know, a lot of the MGAs and MGUs and the PNC side um, are either trying to use data in new ways to underwrite better, or they're focused on underwriting, I'm sorry, user experience. But it sounds like you're essentially trying to do both right out of the gate and leverage maybe somewhat similar data in, in, in doing both, which uh, is, is kind of interesting to me. And so as as someone who has joined the organization as the chief insurance officer, maybe you can kind of elaborate on what that means in an organization at this stage and and kind of the role you play in helping to shape these things. It, it depends on the day. Uh, you know, it, it's so as a chief insurance officer, uh, you know, when I joined back in April, it was, you know, myself, Justin and Mo. And so a lot of this is just figuring out all things uh, in terms of insurance. And you know, our focus and my background has been on underwriting. And, you know, we, um, you know, as we, as we think about underwriting and construction, I, I you know, spoke about how, you know, complex it could be. Um, but underwriting, you know, for us is, is beyond just, you know, selecting risks and, and underwriting risks. And, and, you know, by the way, we have hired somebody now head up our underwriting practice. And his name is uh, Kostas Hadjipateris. Um, but we're going to build out a team of underwriters. Um, so focus on that. And that will be, you know, uh, Kostas's remit. But you think about all the other things that need to happen to support a, a complex insurance operation. Um, we need actuarial support. We need uh, claim support. Um, we need operational and compliance support. And so these are all things that I'm going to be focused on building out as we, as we head into market. Could you maybe... Uh elaborate a little bit more for people, you know, who maybe work in traditional companies, incumbent companies like you did, you know, what are the key areas of focus to get to market? And then maybe in your role, how are you thinking about, you know, once you are in the market? Um, I think, you know, the, the trap that some, um, you know, startups have, whether it be insure tech or even just non-insure tech type of MGAs, MGUs, is that there's a tremendous amount of pressure to grow and grow quickly. 
Um, and I totally get it. It's understandable. Um, however, when you're underwriting a, um, a tough class of business, a hazardous class of business, such as construction, you need to be very thoughtful about how, how you grow, who you grow with. Any particular you know, challenges you had to overcome with regulators or anyone? Not yet. And the reason why, the reason why, Josh, is that uh, our initial go-to-market offering with excess casualty is going to be not admitted. Yep. Um, and, and not that you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, some rules and regulations around that. We certainly do and are, are, are focused on that. Um, but we do have a bit more freedom of, of rate as well as form uh, as we enter the market. Now, once we start getting into uh, the primary casualty lines and, and are hopefully doing that on, on an admitted basis, um, then yes, we need to be very mindful about the, the rules and regulations around um, uh, around the data and around pricing around that data. Um, I would say that we are focused on you know, the middle market construction space, which I know everybody defines uh, middle market as something different, but on the low end, you know, contractors with you know twenty five to fifty million dollars in annual revenues, up to the higher end of two hundred fifty to three hundred million dollars in annual revenues. But construction, you know, tends to be one of those risk classes, especially you start to get up to, to that higher end, where uh, you know large risk rating plans uh, um, or commercial deregulation comes into play uh, on. Uh, on the pricing aspect of underwriting. So we're not going after the, the SME part of this uh, of this sector where there's much less um, room to work with, so to speak, from a regulatory standpoint. It might be unfair to ask you to speak for him, but how do you get someone who, you know, works at a, a company like an Airbnb, which is quite notable on a luxury offering to come work in the... Uh, Dirty world of construction insurance. Um, you know, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to speak for Mo, but um, he—he's just, uh, you know, one of the smartest people uh, I've ever met, and, and um, you know, he was a big reason why uh, I, I decided to join as a, as a co-founder in Shepherd, and you know, and I, I'll give more credit to, to Justin and the relationship that he had built with Mo. So Justin and Mo um, came together before I, before I had joined and they had met each other on the program out here in San Francisco called On Deck. Um, and I think they, the two of them really hit it off to the point where they just knew that they wanted to work with each other. You know, just in chatting with you a little bit and looking at your profile, I get the sense you're an East Coast guy and, uh, you know, you've worked at some some you know big, uh, well-known incumbent brands within insurance. Anything about the San Francisco, uh, you know, sort of Bay Area innovation mindset that has been enlightening to you? Or there's a tremendous amount of talent out here. You know, not just on the engineering side, but also uh, in the venture capital side, and especially in terms of the venture capital and the investment that's pushing you know insure tech as well as construction tech. And so, you know, from a traditional underwriting background, I, you know, I tend to look towards the East Coast in terms of, you know, th that talent, the development of that talent, but for, for everything we're trying to build here, um, I just think there's such a hyper focus on the advancement of new and better ways of doing things, both on the investment side, as well as the engineering side. I know we're coming up on time here. I appreciate you joining. Any advice you would give to someone who maybe is sitting in, you know, one of those big brand insurance companies or has had a more traditional career, any advice you would give them if they're contemplating making a move like you did? 
Yeah, and I would say to really uh, do your research um, on you know what it is that you're you're considering doing uh, in terms of whether it be you know a startup or just a less traditional uh, you know part of the the, the industry because there's there's a lot of good things to be said for working for a traditional company, right? You have a lot of infrastructure that's in place there. There's a, uh, there's a lot to learn uh, uh, from these companies and the leaders uh, at these uh, organizations as well. As I mentioned, you know, I came from Chubb and uh, that's an organization with just fantastic uh, leadership. And again, very well positioned in the marketplace. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of opportunities for growth and leadership in uh, places like InsureTech and, and where I'm at now. Um, and if somebody is interested in making a, a leap, uh, I would say just, you know, think about, you know, in terms of, um, the opportunity and the lane that you want to be in, is this something you want to do? And, and, and I would say, jump into it, um, with eyes wide open about, um, you know, the, the potential challenges with, uh, uh working for a, a startup and it's a lot of fun. Um, and there's a lot that, you know, we're learning here. That's, uh, that no matter where this goes, I think we're going to take back into, you know, other parts of our careers, um, and, uh, and just be better, uh, just be better for it. All right. Great. Well, Stephen Bumpon, the co-founder and chief insurance officer at, uh, Shepard. Thanks very much for joining. Uh, it was great to have you on. Appreciate it, Josh. Thank you.